jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out That's you um, in Times Square. Like they, they've replaced Ryan Seacrest with you. Yep. <laughs> the ball drops. Then camera I on stage. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Can we go to bed now? <laughs> <laughs> what better way to ring in the new year? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so we're back after a break that seemed like it was six months long. It really did. Let me tell you, after you do a podcast every single week and watch 3,000 hours of materials for said podcast, just one week of not doing that is shocking. <laughs> it really was. It, it, my body was, it was like I had DTs. I was shaking on the couch. <laughs> They filmed an episode of Intervention about me. <laughs> oh, that was you. I thought I recognized yeah. her. <laughs> Walking on sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So I didn't really know what to do with myself during our time off. Wednesday came and went and I just <laughs> felt empty. Yeah. The, the clock stroke six. The clock stroke. <laughs> The, the clock smelt burning toast <laughs> at 6.66 o'clock and, yeah. and nothing happened except except a stroke. That was it. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't. Let's never take another break ever again. Let's 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 just record every single day. Every day. <laughs> and we can just sit in front of our TVs with clockwork orange forceps on our eyes. Mm hmm. And we could yeah. be like the gamers, the horrible, when I play multiplayer games and like all of a sudden a teenager starts screaming at me, mm -hmm. which is why I never play multiplayer games. We could, we could wear the headsets and just communicate with each. We'll just do live commentary on everything we watch forever. Yep. And you know what? I mean, I'm already all diped up, but I suggest you get diped up. <laughs> So we don't even have to take a bathroom break. Listen, it is it is 2019. It is time for Baby New Year. So of course I am diaped up, just like Baby New Year. It's cosplay. <laughs> Not Get <enough>. diaped. Is <laughs> Deborah Baby New Year? <laughs> she's Baby New Year. She's old person New Year. She's every New Year. It's all in her. She is Shaka Khan, the Lord of Time. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think we should start releasing two episodes a day for sure. Yeah. Like a morning one and then Gaylords After Dark. Exclusive content, uh, mm -hmm. webisodes. Um, we're Outtakes. All, we are our own Rupert Murdoch's, basically. <laughs> exactly. We're the Richard Branson's of, uh, I don't know. <laughs> This of, of this, <laughs> whatever this is, yeah. I say outtakes like we actually edit shit out of this podcast. 
<laughs> Especially the parts where I say, thanks for cutting that out, Stacey. And then it still shows up in the episode. <laughs> I, know. I Sometimes I say things when we're recording and I have like the little Gollum Stacey out of body experience. It's like, <laughs> you're going to have to edit that out, you dumbass. <laughs> and then I just leave it in because... Although, I, as I've said to you before, I wonder what people who don't know Final Girl... Like, I just sound... Well, I don't know. Anyway. Like an insane person? Yeah. <laughs> yes! Yeah! Like, my ratio of, like, insightful comment to just pure nonsense is, like... It's a bad... I'm not good at math. It's a bad ratio, though. But our tr- the true fans, unlike all the, the bloggers and the haters, are true fans... <laughs> They listen to us with their Gaylords of Darkness decoder rings, and they, they can pick up on all the intelligent things we're saying under our diarrhea noises. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's true. So, oh, bless wow. the fans. I stand the fans in 2019. That's what I, I stand. stand the fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's when a jet engine falls on both of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you thought you had fans? <laughs> We'll show you a fan. <laughs> Try this. <laughs> hey, look, I'm out of practice. I'm out of practice. Okay? I told you my goal was to not think about anything while I was gone, and I didn't. I didn't think about anything. And so it's all a little rusty. I got to get back into my groove. Boy, we've got to prove. I got to prove I know how to podcast. Yep. Get up on your feet, man. You know what? I loved that song. It's a good one. I think you've obviously, you've already proven, you know, in the podcast. <laughs> just just with that Madonna moment there. That's true. Oh, I love that song too. Let me, uh, 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 if I mm. hope for nothing else this year, it's that Madonna gets uh, people that tell her no and a good album to come out of it again. That'd be great. Wouldn't that be great? You know what though? Here's, here's my problem with Into the Groove. And it's not a problem with Into the Groove. The problem is with, uh, I was at a sleepover when I was a child when that song was out and it was popular. And the, <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling this story. <laughs> anyway, so at one point, the hostess of the sleepover, Loretta, went into the bathroom. She was like, I'm going to go take a bath. And we're all like, OK, that's cool. What, while like, she's hosting her own sleepover? <laughs> yeah. Hostess yeah. Loretta just t- entitles herself to a bath? She just entitles herself to a bath and we're all like, all right, fine. See you later. And then she's like, hey, do you guys want to hear the new Madonna song? And we're all like, of course we do. We all love that song. And she's like, all right, it's come in here. (laughs) Play it for you. So we're like, okay, I guess so. Maybe she has a radio. So we go in and it's just Loretta in the tub and we're all standing around the tub and you can't see anything because of, you know, bubbles or whatever. And she just starts singing into the groove. Except she changes the lyrics and like works people's names into it. So it's oh like, at night, I lock the door so Tanya Lewis can't see. <laughs> and we're all just standing there watching this happen. That's the whole story. 
And, but I think about that every time I think about that song of just like Loretta in the tub and then like five other girls just standing there not doing anything while she sings the song. I thought this is like this is your I know what we did I know what you did last summer story. <laughs> like <laughs> it is, we all swore never to talk about it. <laughs> and here I am talking about it to <laughs> tens of people. To tens. <laughs> So if I'm not here next week, you know something happened. Loretta came back. She came out of that tub looking for she, vengeance. She rose out of the tub like Freddy Krueger's glove. And she said, come on. Come on. <laughs> Let's dance. Come on. You can do it for inspiration. Yeah, come on. Come on. It's just such a weird little memory. I'll edit all this out. You know how it is. <laughs> I'll believe it when I don't hear it. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Well, obviously, we're in top form for the we're new year. Off to a great start. Off to a great start. <laughs> Eight minutes of fucking bullshit already. Of Hostess Loretta's bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually whenever, whenever like a new Beyonce album or like Lady Gaga or, or any of the greats premieres new work, I invite everyone over to my house for a listening party where I, I make everyone <laughs> gather in the bathtub and listen to me sing my own version of their song. And then, you know, clearly they will always remember. So They'll, it's effective. It know? is. Yeah. 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 Mr. Loretta's bath. That sounds like a... <laughs> Right? Mistress Loretta's bathtub. <laughs> Hello. Sounds... Welcome to Mistress Loretta's bathtub. It's very Downton Abbey at dark. Yeah, it's like a some kind of brothel, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Anyway. Wow. So in today's best of 2018. <laughs> yeah, this will make this is gonna make the best of 2019 list. Clearly. Best stories from Stacy. Well, I shaved off my eyebrows. Uh, I embarrassed myself in front of the neighbor. I watched some girl take a bath and sing to me. <laughs> oh, well. I think I think we've successfully rung in Baby New Year with that little anecdote. I think so. I think so. This is, we get a call immediately after podcast and it just says seven days. <laughs> it's Loretta. Seven yeah. days. <laughs> Come on, seven days. Come on. Oh, for inspiration. Oh. Uh, well, anyway. So 2018. <laughs> well. <laughs> 2018 happened and you it know. It happened. I don't know how I felt about 2018 to be entirely honest. Yeah. A lot of genre happened. A lot, a lot of, genre. of genre happened. And a lot of people said, I've seen so many year in review uh, posts and announcements and other things saying like, hey, 2018, what a great year for horror. And I'm like, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm not convinced that it was. Um, I feel like what I liked, I really liked. Wait, no, I, let me start over. What I mean is that, like, I think what I liked was so good that it makes it feel like a very full year. Let, Suspiria did take yeah. up a year's worth of good movies in exactly. terms of, of just its own existence. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And then and then there were other outliers that were also fantastic to some extent. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And then and then I think I hated everything else because I'm just I think I think I don't like anything anymore. <laughs> I think I'm broken. It's, po- it's possible. Sometimes I do. I feel like a cranky. I feel yeah. like a cranky pants because people will be like, "Oh my god, I love this thing," and I'm like, "I hated it." Yeah, that's me. You know? <laughs> and then, but also the flip side of that is I'm reading all of these year's best lists, and I'm like, "Where the fuck is Suspiria, people? How can Anthony and I be the only people in the world who know what's up?" Thank you. I saw one one list that had Suspiria on the best of, and I was I was so excited. Yeah, um, and I was I didn't agree with any of their other choices, but they did have Suspiria as their number one, so that was all that mattered. Yes, I just read a thing uh, last night. Uh, I think it was last night on Birth Movies Death from this woman. One of the women writers for the site had Suspiria as her number one, and she got it, man. Hell yes. And so I don't know. Sometimes I feel like maybe I'm a crazy person. I don't know. I feel like that too. But I, I, I feel like you know the universe is gaslighting us, Stacy. And I think we can shop around the story of our struggle to lifetime in a, in a, in a bit, in a few years when the when the the triggers have dwindled. But I do believe I really think, and I've been thinking about this a lot. I feel like in kind of like with Jennifer's body or something. I feel like in like ten to fifteen years, Suspiria will be regarded as like this super insightful amazing political masterpiece yes yeah. one if we're still even alive <laughs> 10 that's years true from now. this is true but i feel like suspiria will be up there i agree i think it's going to be appreciated in the future it should when... be appreciated now yes but you know but then i look at some of the other horror films from the year that were appreciated and i say why am i so out of step with my favorite genre oh so many so many so how do we do this what are we even doing talking about 2018 well i think you know we can talk about some of uh the surprise discoveries that maybe we just discovered this year maybe not necessarily new to this year Hmm. um perhaps some things we we haven't seen so that we can create our our checks and balances so that people know that we're not aware of everything that came out this year um And then I want to talk about, you know, some of my favorites and then some things that I'm just ambivalent about and hated because I'm I'm such a hateful, sour person at this point in my life. <laughs> Perfect. Yay. We're like two old crones. <laughs> hey, listen up. Get off my <laughs> fucking lawn. <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> Why are movie ticket prices so high? Eleven dollars, that's more than the hometown buffet. <laughs> you know, I've never been to a buffet. <gasps> I mean, I've been to like a place that has a buffet, but I've never been to a buffet restaurant. You've never been to a buffet proper? I mean, it just, I don't like it. Oh, I, I just don't. Stacey. I just, I don't like the idea of it. I don't like all the germs. You know how they say, like, um, in love, actually, at the beginning when he's in the airport looking at everyone and he's like, oh, this is where nobody has ever been happier or more in love than in an airport. It's the best place to be at Christmas. And that's me at a buffet. Really? (laughs) I love a buffet. (laughs) It's it's Americana distilled down to its most wretched self. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I like the idea of being able to sample different things. 
Yeah. But I just, but like, I just can't stand there at the food trough with my plate. You know what I mean? <laughs> and when you mention germs, it's really actually there is a um, there's a swingers club here in Portland that a lot of performers I know do shows at. And the swingers club has a buffet, but there's no splash guard over the, the oh, bar. Oh dear! And it's right next to one of like the stages that the not the performers, but the swingers who perform in their own way oh wow <laughs> wow and there's no splash card <laughs> so your mac and cheese is full of pubes is what you're saying <laughs> yep <laughs> wow see no i just i don't i just are, don't want to stand so... there i just i don't know they just they creep me out i don't know i just don't like it but when, I like that you like it. I mean, you know. When we do our first live episode, we're going to do it in a buffet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we do it in the swingers buffet? Ye- yes. <laughs> it seems like that's where we should be doing our live show. Right? <laughs> With a, a UV light that we put over the... <laughs> oh, God. Like an episode <laughs> of Dateline or something. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Why no. does the Swingers Club have a buffet? <laughs> no kidding! I just need to know. I, well, first of all, I love that there's a Swingers Club. It's oh, so, yeah. so retro. Isn't it so retro? Like, they have key parties and everything. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, who's going to go there? I mean, I, don't, I feel like you're there for one reason or the other. Yeah, to, to have a delicious salad bar, Stacey. To have a delicious salad bar or to participate in Sex Nanigans. Sex Nanigan 5, starring Tara Reid. <laughs> but, like, I don't know that you should be mixing those. I mean, whatever. You know what? I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. <laughs> Even That's if... not true. I, I will yuck a yum. <laughs> I mean, if the yum is... If, is... Your, if your yum is... <laughs> Influencing my yum by way of unwanted pubic hair, etc. Effluvia. Effluvia. I say no thank you. Thank you for uh, really appealing to our our alchemist listeners from a thousand years ago. I know my fan base. So no buffets for Stacy in 2019, I'm guessing. I don't think I don't know that I would ever choose it. Yeah. Yeah. So no. I say jeers to that. <laughs> so Stacy, what were some What were some I we just talked for like ten minutes about buffets? What, what, what is the show? Peaks of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were like, we're going to do a short episode about year in review. Yeah, I can't already... imagine it'll be any more than 45 minutes. <laughs> We've already talked about Into the Groove in a Bathtub <laughs> and Pubic Hair <laughs> Mac and Cheese and Buffets for 20 minutes. <laughs> Can you believe... That we don't have sponsors yet? Uh, that anybody, first of all, that anyone fucking listens to this besides us. That is number one. But literally, one of the first things when I approached you about doing this show, when I was like, I figure each episode will be a tight 20. 20 minutes? 20 minutes. <laughs> We've already that spent to me that time. seemed like the perfect length. <laughs> 
now it's like every episode is three weeks, <laughs> but actually we only talk about the movie at hand for 20 minutes. The rest of it is fucking who knows what. Pubic mac and cheese. Pubic mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> mashed potatoes. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, no. What I I say? Uh, cheers to the buffet. Cheers uh, to food that is only mine. I had to go. fan myself with my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can write that down. I, I, uh, why would you? Why well, would? Yeah. I can't write it on my notes. I'm de- making, making sure I don't pass out from hyperventilating <laughs> over ah. mashed potatoes. <laughs> ah, this is a show about horror movies. Yes, and the people who love them. Oh my god. Oh man. <sighs> wow. Well. Okay. <laughs> it's all gonna be fine. You know what? Love it or leave it. That's what I say about this show. Love it or list it. My favorite. Uh, no, I hate that show. Is that? <laughs> but I do sh- love our show. It's a That's, flipper show. Yeah, you like those though. I do because I like getting my hate back. <laughs> <laughs> it fuels me. You Sometimes know? you know I'll see people talking about how much they love Halloween or Overlord or uh, any movie that came out this year, and then I just have to sit down. I have to. I have to dose up on a bottle of cough syrup and watch my home flipper shows. <laughs> It's the only way to securely channel my rage. I I feel you. I yeah. feel you. I feel you. Should we? Should we? How about a cheer? Give us a cheer, Anthony. Ch- ch- uh, cheers to New Year's. Cheers to. Uh, oh. <laughs> Did you like anything? Uh, what is happening? I hate wow, we are out of practice, huh? Here's the problem. I went to the desert for a week and it yeah. was amazing. And then I had to come back to my life <laughs> and I hate it. It's everything. hard. It's really <laughs> difficult. All I want to be doing is hanging out in the Joshua tree with those bunnies again. Mm-hmm. I want to say I will give a cheers, a toast a and cheer. a cheers. I would like to give a cheers to the New Year's and a cheers to the little weirdo films that came out this year that I just loved that I felt like were made for me. Mm. Um, little weirdo films like, <laughs> as I derail my own cheers and just start talking about <laughs> Venom. <laughs> but in line with, you know, there were the films that I keep talking about, Jurassic Park 2, Mamma Mia 2, Venom, movies that uh, were so shockingly bad and made, yet made such um, outlandish choices that they were so much more interesting and original to watch than anything uh critically praised that came out i felt like Hmm. uh but little weirdo films to that extent like mom and dad which i absolutely loved with uh nicholas cage and selma blair couldn't see that it's the it's the one nicholas cage movie that came out this year that i liked i'll tell you that oh dip shots fired passive passion passive aggressiveness right there um uh yeah i loved mom and dad also i was really excited to see that who john waters put it on his top 10 list this Ooh, year. it was wow. his only horror film i thought for sure he would like suspiria but he liked mom and dad more um and another weirdo that i saw clara's ghost i absolutely love this movie i gotta see that we i think we should do an episode about it down the line um it's it's weird because it's like not really horror it's it's just kind of about 
being a woman who has a lives in a family full of actors and you hate your children and your husband and you just need a moment to take off your clothes and get drunk <laughs> and dance I'm into it's, it it's fantastic she a ghost shows up in her house uh the ghost kind of possesses her and she just kind of gets her groove back through a ghost and hmm. it's it's great she she tries to make out with Haley Joel Osment. It's it's a true story of of any modern woman in today's trying <laughs> times. <laughs> so that was a big one I liked. Um, another one I loved was uh, a little weirdo movie called Thoroughbreds. Um, I gotta see that. I, I haven't seen any of these. I love this it? film. It's very much like it's like there's you know these buddy movies about f- female friendships like Romy and Michelle or Fort Tilden or. Mm, uh, Cagney and Lacey. High tension. <laughs> High tension. A classic. <laughs> a, the classic sequel to um, <laughs> Steel Magnolias. But like Thoroughbreds, great movie about a fucked up friendship between two teenage girls who decide to kill one of their stepfathers. Like it's amazing. Hmm. I had a blast with it. Huh. It's depressing as all hell, but it's great. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. So here's to you, you little. Little weirdos that didn't really get recognized as much as I wish you had. Here's to the weirdos. Yay. Yay. You know, when you said that thing about Nicolas Cage, of course, you know, you got me thinking about Mandy. And Mandy has <laughs> has been the strangest thing that, like, when I came out of it, I was into it. The more I read people praising it and going on and on about how that should be the best movie of the year, etc., I'm starting to retroactively not like it. Oh, really? Is that (laughs) weird? That's weird, right? Like, I just... Like, you're just rebelling because they're not... Do you think it's because they're not choosing Suspiria instead? Probably. Well, because some of... I mean, if you look at the fucking demographics, right? It's like... The people who are praising Mandy so much. And, like, I liked Mandy. But, you know, it's style over substance for sure. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't have a problem with it. But it's, like, it's, you know, men mostly. I'm, you know, like, straight men who... Wow, political. (laughs) Political alert. (laughs) That's that's right. Uh, Yeah. Uh, You know, who, like, this speaks to their teenager like metalhead stoner selves right heavy heavy metal jack fantasies yeah and everything they love about mandy is like everything they hated about suspiria exactly it's it uh is uh man okay did i drink too much weed juice when i saw mandy maybe <laughs> was it the longest movie i've ever seen absolutely did it ever end no was suspiria the longest movie i've ever seen close but i didn't want it to end right (laughs) yeah anybody who's like suspiria is too long and it doesn't have anything to say and blah blah it's like but you loved mandy which the first like hour of mandy is just them sitting there looking at each other while there's a filter on the screen (gasps) just like the same people who criticize the red filter at the end of suspiria but all of mandy is just a red filter with a cheddar goblin in the middle of it Right, exactly. And if you want to read into me, like, I don't know how much is intentional. And, you know, at its basis, it's a revenge flick. But, you know, you could say, well, this is what happens when you, I don't know. Don't have anything to say as a filmmaker? Continue to, I think a woman (laughs) might read it as like, you know, this is what happens when you desecrate 
women you know i mean like that you know that's really really reaching but but the people who are like suspiria had nothing to say are like mandy was so fucking great and it's like that's cool like go ahead and love mandy and sometimes you just want to be entertained but also shut up absolutely i want i want people here's the thing i want people to enjoy mandy if they enjoy it i loved um i loved many things about it i liked yeah for sure I, I here's the thing. I hated the movie because they kind of knocked the Carpenters, and Karen Carpenter is like my idol. So, yeah. <laughs> um, full disclosure, that's where I'm coming from. But no, really, like I just thought it was just so much, uh, so much masculinity, like proving masculinity, and so so there was so much like homophobia built into the film with the the villain and and, and the murder of like the more fey um, accomplices in the cult, mm-hmm. and like. And like at the end of the day, I love Nicolas Cage too. I he was one of the more enjoyable things for me with this movie. Um, but at the end of the day, like I would rather just watch a movie about Mandy getting revenge. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't need. And and I just don't need this weird. Aren't gay people and aren't full frontal penis shot scary? Like, <laughs> yeah. is it is it Karen Carpenter <laughs> awful? Like, I just don't. I just don't want to watch that movie. I don't. I don't know. There were things I liked. I loved the LSD bikers. They were great. Yeah, they were really cool. Like, I had a good time when I watched it. I don't know. It's exhausting. It doesn't... It's exhausting. It's a great great experiment in aesthetic, and that's about it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Uh, So, I don't know. How did you feel about... um, How did you feel about... I'm looking at my list of ambivalence movies. How did you... (laughs) How did you feel about a little movie called A Quiet Place, Stacy? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I hated it. I hated it. And that is hard for me to say because I love Emily Blunt. I fucking saw Windchill for that bitch. So you know <laughs> that I love her. Ew, with what's his name? Yeah. Oh wow. That's right. I did not like A Quiet Place. I was into it for like five minutes. And then it just became this like, first of all, spoilers, if anyone hasn't seen it, go away, I guess, unless you don't care. (laughs) Just go into the walls. Go back into the walls. (laughs) Go hide behind your picture frame. When it was revealed that she was pregnant, I checked the fuck out of that movie. I was like, the stupidest thing that people can do. And it just, the the movie was assaulting me with its like radical white heteronormativity that I just couldn't (gasps) handle it. Radical heterosexuality. We need to protect this woman. We need to protect this baby because this baby is the future of heterosexuality. The father takes care of the family. Oh, the father's the one that takes care of the family. I've I've read some reads of the film that are very like it's about like the the right wing feeling like they have to be silenced. (laughs) (gasps) Others, others. It's like this farm, this white farm family, like nuclear family. Dad takes care of the family and they all just have to keep their mouths shut. Oh, wow. I hadn't even thought of it like that. That's incredible. Yeah. And it was just so like, I mean, by the end, you kind of get it. But it's like the dad takes the son with him because the son is going to have to be the one to take care of the family. And I just hated all of that. I hated the ending when it was finally it was basically like 
Let's go, girls. Oh, because she cocks her shotgun? Yeah, like, I just no. Because she she just I, pooped down a kid and now she's a warrior? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't need this last minute girl power fucking strong female character bullshit. Uh, Chekhov's nail in the cellar stairs was one of the stupidest movie devices I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I just hated it. I really, really hated it. Listen, Stacy. I got a different message. Women can make life, and they can take life. <laughs> I just once she was, pre- and then I'm like, so you soundproof your basement so that she can give birth and she can have a baby that's gonna yell because that's what babies do, and you're not worried about it. Why don't you fucking live in the soundproof basement so Why you don't, don't have to worry about? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't, I'm not, I, but I, hate, I, I hate to get angry about things that don't make sense in movies. But once I like check out of the movie mentally, all of those things are just so blatant. I can't over, I can't look over that kind of thing when I just don't like what's happening in general. Like she gave birth, but she didn't go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, honestly, I don't remember the movie. Um, was that because of weed juice? Could be. But <laughs> just my anger has stayed with me, really. I fucking hated it. I the only thing I remember, because I'm just kind of ambivalent about it. The only thing I can truly say is um much like the new Mary Poppins, Emily Blunt was fantastic. And that's yeah. about all I can give it. Um just she's like the new Mary Poppins. Great. She's yeah, she's great, great in it. Um it's very apparent that she is a masterful actress and um that uh her husband got gave her a good role in that one film that was that was fine right um but otherwise yeah like the only thing i really remember is how tense it was trying to move my my luxury lounger recliner seat in the theater up and down because it goes (laughs) (laughs) and the movie theater is so silent and i'm just sitting there going So the most tension I got out of the film actually was from me real life adjusting my chair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's better than the movie. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought Emily Blunt was great. And that's all I can say. about. It just made me so angry when she got pregnant. Like you're in this situation and you get there are a lot of other ways to have sex. You could get condoms on one of your many trips to the store. You can do anything you have to do to not fucking get pregnant in a world where you can't make noise. Why would you have a kid? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you have a kid? And then I was like, maybe it's because they lost the one kid. And I'm like, but you have the other two kids. It was so funny when the oh. kid died. That first kid died. <laughs> that little shit with his little airplane. Oh. Uh, you know, that actually isn't a, a remarkable point. Uh, now I'm going to think of this movie as a whole metaphor for all the straight people I know having babies when the world is fucking dying from climate change and overpopulation. This, this like, weird need to procreate especially in this situation is just so irresponsible that i didn't fucking care if any of them died do you think in the sequel because they're making one oh for fuck's sake is i hope it's called a quieter place but do you think in the sequel (laughs) um they're gonna have like a little pet alien robot monster that like (laughs) is nice and like becomes their friend and it's like (laughs) and it juggles 
I hope so. And it's just Emily Blunt and her like little BB-8, and they're just like it's just it's juggling shotguns, just shooting all the robot <laughs> demons. I mean, that's the only reasonable sequel plot. Yeah, it's like, a where Mary else, Poppins where crossover. Where else are you gonna go with it? <laughs> what? Like she continues to be quiet and then continues to use a shotgun at the same time? Like what is what? No, yeah, knows. exactly. It's like. Uh, and then they'll do a bird box crossover and you can't use any of your senses <laughs> have you seen bird box yet i did i haven't watched it yet well all right i had read the book like last year or yeah. something so there was that oh, i heard man. the book was not good the book was not great it had some genuinely creepy moments in it that were well written but when it was over i said nah and how about the movie uh no Really? No. Even with Sandra was, Bullock and Sarah Paulson? It's so bad. Really? People seem to, I don't know who these people are that think it's so great. Like, I just, I thought it was, it's very different from the book. There's a I, lot different from the book. I've actually seen, I think, I've actually seen more people saying they didn't like it. Um, but the majority of the stuff I've seen about it is just people posting, like, memes of her with, like, the pinata. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe because I knew what was going to happen in general, that might have taken some of it away for me. Yeah. But I just, I mean, talk about ludicrous. All I know is <sighs> apparently there's like this massive conspiracy theory going on about how the inversion is happening now. And it's where basically the internet is becoming its own internet. Like the internet is interneting itself. <laughs> and this Ooh. movie... Like, apparently it's, like, it's the largest watched movie ever in Netflix or something. Wow. And uh, Netflix apparently might have actually, like, it's it's coming out that they might have actually purchased and made all of these bot accounts to create memes about Bird Box. <laughs> so all the people and all the memes aren't even coming from people watching it. Like, it's the internet commenting on the internet's own content. And, like, oh, it's, boy. yeah, it's, like, revealing this, like, behind the curtain where actually most of the internet isn't even real users. It's just Russians. So. Are we real users? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. So that's all I know about Bird Box. But I haven't watched that one yet. I also... I think you're gonna not like it. Even with Sandy B. Even with Sandy B. And Sarah P. Not a lot of Sarah P. Are they lesbians? I wish. They're oh, well, then I'm not going to like it. They're oh. sisters, and they're not like sisters. Oh, they're like sisters. They're sisters. Oh, they're, they're sisters. <laughs> there's like, there's some, I mean, there's a gay male. Well, couple. Is it Sarah Half Paulson? It's not Sarah Paulson, though. No. I oh. wish. Damn, no. is it Tilda no. And there's also, like, no, apparently no black women survived the bird box apocalypse. The bird bocalypse. Because there's there's no black women in it, which is oh, really it's just, weird. It's just all white women walking around with blindfolds? Yeah, and there's, and a, couple like... of, there's a couple of black dudes, but it's... it's yeah. they're, they're just all trying to figure out where to check off Jill Stein's name. On the... <laughs> exactly. I can't take off my blindfold. <laughs> yeah. Only the birdie bros will survive. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that the demon? It's just a bunch of wild-haired, screaming old men. It's a bunch of Reddit posts about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> 
when you look at it, you want to kill yourself. That's amazing. Yeah, so I I haven't seen Bird Box. I haven't seen Apostle, which is another one that's getting a lot of attention. Mm. Um, I haven't. Have you seen Cam yet? I haven't seen that either. No, I want to see that. Well, we're I gonna s- we're gonna see that because we're gonna do. A special something. A special something. I'm so boy, excited. Boy, do we have some real exciting dial-up plan for you all. Oh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> Let, let's spoil it. We're going to do an episode about the internet. About the internet inter- and internet computers. And computers. My favorites. <laughs> if only there's a backdoor password. <laughs> oh, we're going to crack the code. I can't wait. Yeah. That we're gonna crack that code. We're gonna crack that code. Um yeah. what else I didn't did you see Assassination Nation? No. I still haven't seen that one either. No. No, That's but I point. did see speaking of the internet, I did see Unfriended Dark Web at the theater, and I really liked it. Oh, is that one really? Is that one it's of your cheers. picks? It's a cheers. I know you didn't weren't wild about the first one, and I will say that Dark Web is better than the first one. Is that challenging to do? <laughs> what? Sorry. To be better than the first one? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I didn't hate. I think it's. I think they're well done. I think they're I mean, interesting. I think they're a nice twist on a standard form. A really tired subgenre. I like them. Of found footage or slasher or internet. Uh, I was thinking slashers, but found, oh, yeah. you, you could throw found footage in there too. Like, I yeah. think they're just really well done for what they are. And the second one is a lot better. I might, listen, I might just have to drink another bottle of weed juice and put on Unfriended just Dark Web. Let, just jack into the system, baby! <laughs> Log on! Surf the net! <laughs> exactly get out your mouse and log on wow so that's a big claim that's one of your cheers it's for a the cheers New for me yeah how exciting okay yeah i went to the theater to see it i did <laughs> i did imagine that's, that that's, well i mean you know people I mean, are multiplexes <laughs> <laughs> no well we had to tr- to go a little ways to see it because it didn't come to portland so we had to travel to another city did you put on your derby hat? I did. What Good. a scoop! What a scoop! <laughs> yep. I, you know what? If they do a third one, I'll probably like that too. So. Oh. Well, mm. who am I to yuck your yum? It's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's a cheers for me, baby. I like it. I like it. I'm. I'll check it out. Yeah. Do um other cheers oh this year for the very first time this is one that much older much older movie but i i discovered it this year uh well i didn't discover god i sound like such a i single-handedly discovered (laughs) you unearthed it no one had ever known about the stepford wives before me Mm. uh no but i i finally watched the stepford wives this year the original yeah that's Um, great I had wanted to see it, like, literally since I was a teenager. Like, 20 years I have been thinking about watching this movie. I've just never, like, sat down and found it or watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I know the story, I know everything that happens, I've seen the horrible, like, super campy gay remake. Um, so I finally, after listening to our, our Dear Friends Faculty of Horrors episode about the Stepford Wives, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. And I just I sat, I rented it, I sat down, I watched it. I am so in love. I don't think I've ever loved a movie more. 
Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to do a queer horror of the Stepford Wives so I can say, I'll just die if I don't get that recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Truly loved it. I was yeah. I was blown away by how feminist this movie is, especially from the seventies, um, yes. and from male like creators. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, what 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 gender insightful juice was Ira Levin drinking back then? Yeah, <laughs> so, no kidding, right? Yeah. So it was it was. I truly love the Stepford Wives, and thanks Faculty of Horror for turning it on, turning me on to it. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. So cheers. Cheers to Stepford. Cheers to the Stepford Wives. May we all be one someday. God, I could only hope. (laughs) I got the wrong message from that movie. Yeah. Exactly. I think it looks great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hmm. Well, we should talk about Hereditary. Oh, my God. How could we... We actually have not. Have we even talked about it on this podcast at all yet? Uh, just like, a little a brief bit of rage over Tony Collette not being nominated. But that's heredi- it. Hereditary is. I don't know if it's my number two. Um, Suspiria is obviously my number one. Yeah, uh, it's for sure my number two of the year. Well, I, my number two horror movie. I think my oh, in terms of horror movies, it might. Yeah, it. Well, is it or would Claire's Ghost? I don't know if Claire's Ghost is horror, but um. It might be it might be domed right now by the new Spider-Man cartoon because I was blown away by that movie. Uh, I never expected that. <laughs> but Hereditary is definitely my number three. Wow, I, I would put it. it. It's my number three of the year. I think. Yeah, probably, probably definitely my number two horror. It's good shit. I just watched it again. I didn't think you liked it very much. Did it? Did people think I didn't like it? Oh, just because I complained about it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have given that impression. I truly love this movie. I, I saw it three times in the theater. Oh, um, I loved it. I okay. absolutely loved it. My my only gripe with Hereditary, and I talked about with this with you briefly, is the director is a giant douchebag. Yeah, so like that's what you, I've heard from you. I, I, I don't feel like it. I feel like I feel like Hereditary is um, one of those flukes, like um, like like Chicago for Rob Marshall, where it's like that's the only good thing he'll do. Or right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, what's the one? House of the Devil, Ty West, or, um, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre for Toby. Or Hooper. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Just yeah. I like some other Toby Hooper movies, but let's face it, Texas Chainsaw was a fluke. I have trouble staying awake in most of his films, um, but. Uh, yeah, Hereditary. I I mean, I truly, I truly loved it. I think that director got really lucky with that movie. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I will, I don't know if it's the cinematographer or like just his set designers and things like that. But I will say that like set dressing and place and production design and all of that is also very much on display and important to the film. Oh, it's gorgeous. And yeah. the, the, I mean that you, you cannot beat that performance by Tony Collette. Uh, just she's fucking incredible in the movie i just watched it again the other night and she's just incredible she's 100 percent remarkable in it you can't be endowed either as joni mm-hmm. <laughs> light of my life joni <laughs> yeah the only performance that kind of is strange to me at times is the sun alex Wolf. oh yeah he's a little weirdo well and th- i think that's my issue with the movie um, is I did not have any sympathy for the male characters in the film, and it's kind of about them. Right. 
Like, yeah. it, it kind of centers, like, look at how sad this husband and this son are, more so than, like, look at how much of a breakdown Tony Collette's having. It's like, right. I think I think that's kind of the director's intention, but I definitely zeroed in on how much I love Tony, how much I was, like, here for everything she had to say. Yes. Um, like, like that dinner scene. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which she's like, you're getting that fucking face off your face. Like, yeah. <laughs> God, she is so the the scene where she finds Charlie's body is just like the most raw, devastating portrayal of grief I think I've ever seen in a film. Oh, and you don't even see it, you and just you don't hear even it. see it. You just hear her. It's just incredible. Like her keening. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I was watching a behind the scenes that had interviews with all the cast and everything. And apparently now this, unless I missed it in the few times I've seen this film, something that I think would have been very uh, helpful information was that her husband was apparently her psychiatrist, her therapist. And that's how they met. And then when her treatment was over, they started dating and then they got married. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty important information. That definitely changes the whole dynamic of like that third act too. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Like, why would you not have that in there somehow? Yeah, that that's even just like that's a line or like a shot. Like yeah. you could contain that information. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I. I think. I think. I think. I don't know. I loved Hereditary so much. I think my my issue was definitely like the the dude vibes that I, the dude sympathy vibes and like the 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 fear of of masculinity being targeted by women that I think is kind of built into the film, which is why I like it. Mm-hmm. All, at the same time, I don't I don't think I like the director's intentions, but I like what I got out of it. I guess. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I like I actually created a flow chart. Um, that is how to tell if you're a gay terrorist or a straight person watching Hereditary. <laughs> and it's like, do you feel sad for the father? Do you do you feel bad for the little boy when he's getting yelled at at dinner? Or like, do you love Joni's doormat and you just <laughs> you need one of your own? Yeah, I find these films, which is something that we're gonna we'll talk about probably, or I will I'll bring it up in our next episode. Spoiler alert for people. <laughs> Tune in next week. If they haven't sworn it off after if the they haven't swingers buffet. After the swingers pube buffet. <laughs> if you're still with us. Um, it's just these films, and it's a lot in horror films, of portrayals of women who are bucking against, like, expectations of women. Yes. Like, you're supposed to be the nurturing mother, and you're supposed to be the loving wife and all that. And, like, these women are made out to be bad guys in the films, and I'm always like, let's go, girls. Like, I'm just, (laughs) I love characters like that. Yes. You know, and so often they're demonized, and it's like, is she crazy, or is she possessed, or does she just not fucking want to get married? There is kind of this double-edged sword that happens, especially with the intentions of the filmmakers, where it's like they're trying to portray a woman that is out of control or losing it. But then at the end, like for the other people watching it, she becomes a feminist hero. Yeah, it's just, it's wild. It's wild, man. 
Yeah, so, man. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, man. man. <laughs> yeah, I just I drank some weed juice and I was like, whoa! <laughs> Stacy, you've seen the lights. I've seen the light, baby. Join me. Never remember a movie ever again. <laughs> Sometimes I purge the movies, you know? Sometimes, Sometimes it's just the hate that lingers, like a quiet place. Sometimes it's kinder, yeah. Sometimes death is better. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, Hereditary. Yeah, great movie. Absolutely love it. And uh, amazing performances. Um, also, like, I love Millie Shapiro, and I hope that her career goes on forever after this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- That was one of my favorite things about Hereditary. And this is kind of shitty to say because it was around the marketing with the film. But, like, the trailers all made it look like this was going to be, like, a bad seed kind of thing. Yes. Which only increased that sense of shock when that, that car accident happens. I I mean, I'm trying to think of when the last time a movie has done that. Maybe Psycho? Maybe Scream? Because oh, it was they, so yeah, strange that Drew Barrymore got killed yeah. at the beginning. But it's like, it's so shocking when this character who's front and center to the narrative is suddenly, violently, like, taken out of the picture yeah it's, it's kind of amazing especially with that ad campaign like it really made it you yeah. think that, it, that she was going to survive past the first 25 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. um it was is nuts uh and I, I i i loved her so much i hope she doesn't get typecast as like weird creepy girl um that she's a big broadway actress she is she was in matilda she was actually like tony nominated for matilda yeah um but and while i don't want her to get typecast if you're looking for a treat and you don't mind venturing into a sitcom um the halloween episode of splitting up together starring oliver hudson from black xmas oh boy uh, and Your boyfriend you my, mean my boyfriend ollie um <laughs> The it's like it's like you know whatever shitty sitcom, but um, the Halloween episode, Millie Shapiro is like guest stars as one of the kids' new friends, and she's just like this creepy girl from the cornfields that like sits in their basement and like (laughs) (laughs) she says terrifying things and like crazy music plays whenever they focus on her. It's amazing. So Hmm. I love Millie Shapiro. So cheers to Millie Shapiro. Yeah, cheers to her. She was fantastic. Cheers to all the women of Hereditary. They really made it amazing. Indeed. Queen Lee. All hail. Oh, what a, that's a specter in the attic I'd invite over any day. (laughs) Uh, It's one of those things where you wonder how, how much of a film's message is incidental and how much of it is just your eyeballs you know yeah just the fact that this demon would only inhabit the body of a male Mm-hmm. i don't know is that just the way it is or is ari aster saying something Mm-hmm. who, who knows, knows? Who i knows? really i can't figure out this filmmaker's intentions because he says one thing and does a complete opposite thing yeah and <laughs> i don't even think he's aware of what exists in his film <laughs> That's entirely possible. Yeah. I really do think it's like a Ty West thing where it's just like this giant asshole got really lucky with a a film and yeah, who knows? We'll see. I'm excited to see what he does next. I will see what he does next for sure. Absolutely. Because he's definitely a skilled filmmaker. He's just, he's just wrong. Anyway. So So true. So true. Hmm. Well, wow. What other, what else? You got a cheer? You got a jeer? 
Oh, I have a jeer for a film I discovered this year. Oh. Um, a film that no one has ever heard of that I discovered. Why do I keep saying God, that? You, well, you keep going on these archaeological expeditions. I do. I do. I got my ice axe and everything. <laughs> um, my questionable appropriation, all of it. <laughs> uh, I discovered a little-known Alfred Hitchcock film called Vertigo this year. Hmm. Um, I hated it. I hated it so much. I've only seen like the first 15 minutes of it because I fell asleep and I oh, never bothered to rewatch. Daisy, it and is. I, I feel embarrassed to admit that, but. It is so long and it is so confusing. Um, it's not actually, it's like a great mystery every step of the way until the end of the movie. And then the end of the movie is just such a, such a a deep dive into toxic masculinity that I just can't do it. And mm. it's, it's the worst stupidest ending I've ever seen in anything. Um, wow. People, you know, film people say, Oh, but that's what makes it wonderful is it's all about Alfred Hitchcock's relationship. Sorry. I started to throw up as I was thinking about this movie, <laughs> but they're like, it's all about Alfred Hitchcock's relationship to the blonde muse and, oh, and sake. about the torment that he put him and themselves through and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just don't give a shit. I don't need to see some fucking asshole work out his drama about women on film. Yeah. And it's like, if you want to make something that's actually critical of your own problematic nature with women on film, like, I don't know, do something that shows that actually having a repercussion for your stand-in character instead of just continuing to torment the women that you're obsessing over. Mm -hmm. um, which is what happens in Vertigo. So anyway. Jeez. Oh, Jeers to Vertigo. I love a lot of Alfred Hitchcock films, but oh yeah, I just don't give a shit. I don't. I don't care about this one. I think. I think. I don't know. I would love to see somebody explain why this movie actually works because <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, I'll give it a view. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Kim Novak is amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's all I can say about it. Okay, I'll give it a view. I have it. I'll give it a view. I'll give you my professional opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> Let me know. That ending. Oh, I hated it. I'll give it a cheer or a jeer, as they say. <laughs> In the common parlance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Wow. What a year. I notice we're not talking about Halloween. Haven't we said enough? <laughs> I kind of forgot about it. That's the thing. Everything is so fleeting now, you know? Yeah. Always, like, A Quiet Place was the big deal. Halloween was the big deal. Right now it's Bird Box. We'll all forget these things in a week. And you know what we'll remember? Suspiria. Suspiria! I don't care if people are sick of hearing about it. No. Cheers for all time. <laughs> cheers for all time. I think about it every day. A cheer for New Year and every year. Suspiria, we love you. We're here for you. Halloween, jeers upon ye. No, Halloween, no. Annihilation. Oh, you mean... I like Annihilation! <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the movie! I like it when they say the name of the movie. I had to fight myself so hard to not say that out loud in the theater. Yeah. I was, I just started laughing. So I was cackling, honestly. Yeah, that was weird. I'm gonna watch it again because so many people I really look I up really to loved it. have loved this movie. Yeah, I just, I did not like it. Huh. I, I think, I think, and here's my, here's my piece. Jennifer Jason Lee was fantastic. Sure. I love Tessa Thompson. Of course. Um, uh, 
I liked seeing these women in this movie. I just, I felt, I felt like it was, it was even like the scene where they talk about how they had only sent men, teams of men to go in. Mm -hmm. So they were, they were sending a team full of women to try something different. I felt like that, that just, that even just that line spoke so much about like, well, why are these all women in this movie? Oh, because they're going to, this filmmaker just wants to shake it up and put women in the movie. But I felt like he was still writing them without like not he wasn't really writing them as like fully fleshed out people i felt like they were just women that were th- their only character like asset was their traumas and they couldn't get over them mm. and that's how i why i didn't like it because in the end they're just consumed by their trauma so i don't but know I, no i think that's valid i think a lot of it is about our penchant for self-destruction you know yeah which you might not necessarily want to see played out, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I really liked it. The bear part. It might be that. Part scared me. Oh, the bear part was freaky. Yeah. I feel like if it was the same, it, it could very well, if it was, if it was made by, like say if Karen Kusama's name was attached to it and it was the exact same movie, maybe I would like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That works. But I, I think I, I think I also read it coming off of Ex Machina, which I really loved. Mm. Um, and so I expected like an even more feminist thing, and it just it didn't feel like it to me. I don't know. I'm gonna watch it again. I'm gonna see. Yeah, I don't think it felt super feminist to me, but it felt it was feminist maybe in the way that you know, I don't know, the women's connection to nature. You know, like their honey pots are blossoming, you know. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But I liked it as an allegory for like, um, you know, uh, how do we all approach our impending uh, death? That's true. Yeah. And mortality and all of that. And I think just the fact that they were all women was kind of incidental, maybe. Yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do. Yeah. Liked it. I need to see it like 10 more times because there's a lot to grasp, I think. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. It was pretty. Jennifer Jason Lee is a, a revelation. Yeah. I continue to love her solely in uh, movies I otherwise hate. Um, Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's great. I love Natalie Portman. <laughs> Oh, I do. I am a Natalie Portman fan. I'll never be one of those people that says boo, boo on Natalie Portman. She's never no a reason. jeer for me. No, she's always a she's always a cheer. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Did I believe her as an ex marine? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> well, she was medical staff, right? Oh, is that it? Okay. She wasn't like GI Jane, you know. I thought she was. For some reason, I thought she was when she like had the rifle and she's taking out the bear at that part. Well, I, I mean, I think she was a soldier, but I don't think she was. You know, I think she was okay. like medical staff in the military. I don't. She was like a scientist in the military versus like Demi Moore. They should remake. <laughs> they should remake GI Jane with Natalie Portman Boy, though. Remember those days? <laughs> Let's remember for a moment. Demi Moore is G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. Boy, she did a lot of stuff that just smacked of, like, desperation. Demi Moore is striptease. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was a, such a strange time. Where... Demi Moore is Charlie's Angels full throttle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like we all got to watch her insecurities play out on the screen for a couple of years there. I think we did. Yeah. But you know what? We're better for it. I love Demi Moore. <laughs> <laughs> but I 
yeah, she's lesing out now. <gasps> Is she? Yeah, that's what they say. Oh. See pictures her and some woman, and there's there's a kid, and they're just a little family. She's like, I had Bruce, I had Ashton, what and else now is I'm a- there. Yeah, my honeypot <laughs> is blossoming. <laughs> God, I hate that term so much. I've never heard it, and I couldn't love it more oh. now. <laughs> oh. uh, it's like Loretta's secret bathtub or whatever. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Loretta's secret bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <sighs> Well, what a year. What a year it's been. Any other quick shout outs you want to throw out to little things around there? No. Here or there? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with everything. I'm done with 2018. It's over. The only thing that mattered was Suspiria. That's the end. Are you excited for anything in 2019? Like... The Candyman sequel or Us? Those look good. Us looks good. It already looks better than Get Out for me. It does. Lupita Nyong'o. I'm telling you, it's oh, all in Lupita Nyong'o. She looks great. And who is who is the the her friend uh the Scientologist Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss? Elizabeth Moss. I've, yeah. I've always wanted to see Elizabeth Moss stab herself with a pair of scissors, so I can't. Why wait. is she a Scientologist? Uh, nobody knows. Did you see Top of the Lake? Did I see Top of the Lake? No. The no, TV show. I, oh I was God. thinking of Queen of Earth. That she was. Oh, Top of, Top of the Lake is so good, but the whole time. Well, the first season's good. The second season's terrible, except Nicole Kidman continues to have amazing hair in it. But <laughs> the, sec, the, the whole time I was watching Top of the Lake, I was like, why is Elizabeth Moss a Scientologist? Every yeah. episode, I just kept asking that. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah, Us looks amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah, that looks really good. Um, I think that might be it. I'm kind of looking for, there's one called Prodigy, uh, that I think is coming out this year by Nicholas, what's his face? Who did- Winding Refn? No, the other one, Nicholas. Nicholas, <laughs> the one who Nicholas Sparks, the, the author of the- <laughs> Yeah, he's finally the, directing a- A walk a, to remember? finally directing a horror film. <laughs> About a preacher's daughter who- <laughs> No, and Nicholas, what's his name, who did the, the pact, I think- Oh, right. Yeah, I should look this up before I talk about it on the air. <laughs> but it's like an evil kid kind of thing, and Taylor Schilling's in it. I like her. Nicholas McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he do the? Wasn't his next one that Devil's Doorway or? He did that. The Devil with Naya Rivera. That was bad. I did not like that movie. Not I really was so bad. that was a big cut down after the pact. It was once again like really well made, but he could have taken it in a totally different direction, and I might have liked it. Yeah. But... So, the Prodigy. Okay, I'm excited though. The Pact was such a great film. Yeah, this one looks alright. It's just it looks like a evil little like an omen kind of thing, maybe. But Taylor Schilling, oh. Taylor Schilling's pretty great. So. Oh yeah, I like her. So we'll see. I think that's 2019. But other than that, I don't know that there's anything. Yeah, I don't. I know nothing about what else is coming out. I think Karen Kusama might have a new one coming out, um, a new thriller that the she and the writers of The Invitation are working on. Hmm. I don't know anything about it though, but I'm I'm here to me up. Yeah, but yay, yay, yay. 
Stacy, do we have a, a listener question to lead us into 2019? You know what? We do. Oh my God, it's listener question hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we have another one from Jez. Come on, Jez, what you got Jez for us? Jez has a lot of questions. Here's the next one. What? Wow, that sounded kind of judgy. I, di- I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I really didn't. Oh, no. I love it. I wish people would send us a shit ton of questions. I just threw that out there. Now you're panicking. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, what subgenre would you like to see more of in 2019? Ooh, good question. Very so timely. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what I would like to see more of. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> the end. <laughs> it, just, it just cuts off there. Yeah. I want to see more uh, ladies exacting sweet vengeance in 2019. Mm. I want to see. I want to see. Um, not necessarily like revenge thrillers. I just want to see ladies uh, just being holy in and of themselves. I want to see Hereditary, but where it's Joni and Tony getting in a car and driving off and just killing everybody across the country, <laughs> natural born killer style. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see fearless women being fearlessly themselves. Um, and and to that end, more subgenre wise, I'd like to see more witches doing that. So more of these satanic feminist witches, like we got to see in in Lords of Salem, and arguably Suspiria, and and to some extent also in Hereditary. Um, even more of those, just women existing of themselves. Absolutely, I agree a thousand percent. So there you go. There you have it. <laughs> But you know, it's actually like, I, I will say, even though I didn't like a lot of things this year, like her, we did have those movies like Hereditary, like Suspiria, like Thoroughbreds, like Clara's Ghost, like, um, did you see Beast? The British movie Beast? No. Another great movie that's, it's, there, there's this amazing Titan horror that's really centering women's experience and their relationships and mm-hmm. making really thoughtful films about it. And I just want to keep seeing those come. So, Yeah. Yeah. I, for sure. It feels like there's been a title shift somehow. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. I mean, they're getting panned and the Mandys and the Halloweens are still getting all the love and attention, but those aren't going to be the movies people remember and they aren't going to be the movies we podcast about. Got that right. Except we have podcasted about Halloween. We've podcasted about all of them and keep bringing them up a lot, but we're not going to talk about them. But for every (laughs) reference to one of those, we do 10 more to Suspiria. This is true. And people who are listening, Suspiria is coming out on Blu-ray at the end of this month. Oh my gosh, January 29th. I have mine pre-ordered. So do I. So So get ready for probably another Suspiria episode. (laughs) Yep. Or seven. Or seven. Uh, Today on Suspiria's of Darkness, we're we're unpacking all of Madame Blanc's outfits and hairstyles. Oh, man. Hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait. Wow. Well, your subgenre is so thoughtful. And I'm just like, I want more lesbian vampires. Hey, that's exactly what I said, basically. Yeah. I mean, like, it's been a while since we've gotten 
one. It's been a even longer while since we've gotten a good one. Was the Moth Diaries? Yeah, I never saw that. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it, but I want. I just. I just want some gothic. I. I mean, I should just go watch the Vampire Lovers, I guess. But yeah, but why did it? Why did it kind of end in like the eighties? It really right? ended, yeah. Or like maybe embraces the vampire. No, that was still. I mean, there's been a few. <laughs> They're pretty bad, but. I don't know. I'd like to see a good one for once. Maybe a scary one. Why can't the lesbian vampire be like a Mr. Barlow from Salem's Lot? Yeah. Let her let her be gross. Oh, that'd be so good. No, let her be monstrous. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also would like to see more. It's funny you mentioned Stepford Wives. Uh, I love A Town with a Secret. Oh, it's so good. Love A Town with a Secret movie. You're dead and buried. I was just gonna say, Dead and Buried, such a perfect film. Your Wicker Man, your The Lottery, mm-hmm. Stepford Wives, Give Me a Town with a Secret, an Outsider coming in, and bad things happen. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a town full of lesbian vampires. Oh, it's like and that's the it's secret. like. Tony and Joni go on a road trip (laughs) at the same time that Carol and, oh my God, what's her name? Uh, Therese. Carol and Therese, they go on on joint road trips to lesbian vampire city. Oh my God. Oh, it's going to be so good, Stacey. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone says like sisters all the time. The streets (laughs) are lined with blooming honeypots. Yeah. And blooming onions. (laughs) Sponsorship by Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> now I'm just imagining Jennifer Jason Lee exploding into a bloomin' onion. Bloomin' onion! <laughs> Shrimp on the mommy! That's a 2019 that I stand. Yeah, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, 2019. 2018 is dead. Long live 2019. And the lesbian vampires therein. Here, here. Cheers, I say! Cheers to that! Cheers! Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh. Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, 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 ha.